Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, I think our show is interrupting Chris's game of fetch with his dog. That's a fish dog toy. Does this squeak? And listen, there's a lot. This, no, it does not. No, it's just like. But he loves lovely. it. He loves it. Go. go get it. There you go. Lots of fish in the sea in free agency, and the Steelers have some money, 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 money. <laughs> Everybody has some money. Everybody's got the money, money now. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Football Friday, February 23rd, 2024. Chris, can you can play fetch all show long. As long I might as have want. to do that. If, I was if, actually thinking about doing my best uh, Ted, Ted DiBiase uh, <laughs> impersonation with all this money that the Steelers are going to have now. If you see a orange cat walk across the, the camera here, it's because I'm in a different setting today. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Chris. And of course, you're on the south side beat as we are Monday through Friday, 3 Eastern here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Money is the talk today and money talks. And today the NFL revealed that teams are going to have a lot more money to spend. The number, the magic number is $255.4 million. <laughs> Does that make me Virgil? Does that make me Virgil? I think it would. Man, if you're Roger, Goode- Roger Goodell, man, and the NFL. Uh, there's a lot of money in this game. You know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let, let's break this down real quick, okay? Uh, Steve Lee has anybody going to be up at 5 a.m. to watch Elimination Chamber? I halfway thought about it, but I'll probably watch the replay while yeah. I'm having my coffee. Yeah. All right, NFL salary cap, $255.4 million. And you might think to yourself, is that a lot? What's the significance of that number? That is an increase of $30.6 million, and it includes $74 million per team uh, payment for player benefits, uh, you know, performance-based pay and retirement benefits. Uh, 2024 player costs will be $329.4 million per club, $10.5 billion with a B, league-wide. And, of course, there's a bunch of other reasons why this has increased, um, but – for the Steelers, of course, and by the way, uh, Taylor Swift impact question mark. <laughs> just remember, oh. just remember, if the Steelers go out and get a big quarterback or make a big free agent signing, you can thank Taylor Swift for it. I'm I would, I would think, kidding. I would think the games on Peacock and everything like that that really right. piss people off. <laughs> that is a big reason for why. I wouldn't say that it's just because of Taylor Swift. I know, I know. I'm just um, making a joke. No, I don't. <laughs> But uh, no, listen, like obviously the, the Steelers are still 
you know, when you look at the overall cap situation, when you look at like the commanders, they got like 87 million in cap space. And like, that's ridiculous. But, um, but one thing this does do for the Steelers, because as, as of this morning, before this was announced, they were about 6 million or so over the cap, according to over the cap.com. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and this automatically makes the Steelers cap compliant. Uh, yeah. And even according to spot track, when you include the rollover that they can bring over from 2023, according to spot track, they've got about 8.4 million in cap space. And I think over the cap has it like 7.5 or something like that. Um, either way, they're cap compliant. They've got some breathing room. It's not a lot, but they've got some breathing room. But then again, that's before we get into any cuts uh, into getting into any restructures, there's going to be plenty. And uh, I'm sure that whenever you uh, are are in the, in the scrum on, on Monday or even on Tuesday, when Omar Khan speaks next week, uh, that he's going to be asked about this, that he's going to, you know, talk about, you know, because it was, a, I think I, I went back and looked last year heading into the combine. The Steelers had about eleven thousand dollars in cap space. Ooh, eleven thousand. <laughs> that's hey, not, at least it's not in the red. Right, but even then, like that, that's no room to do anything. And when I don't remember if it was me who asked Omar. Either way, he was asked about it, and he goes, "Yeah, we've got. If we want to do something, we're going to have the flexibility to do it." Yeah. So just because like you might look at that and be like, oh, my God, eleven thousand dollars in cap room. That's nothing. Well, don't worry. We got a somebody who's a cap genius under you know, work in the Steelers cap situation. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Barbara Barbara can... <laughs> cool clipboard for eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's significant. It's also significant that the Steelers are not at all in the red anymore. Yeah. And basically now what the Steelers are going to have to be able to do. And every NFL team is going to do this. You know, this this rise in the salary cap does not only benefit the Steelers. I was reading some Browns content today, and now it's like, well, maybe they can keep David Njoku now. Like, this significant increase, $30 million, okay? Mm. When you think about this significant increase, and you think about $30 million, number one, I understand player salaries are going to go up. Markets are going to be set differently. Player it, salaries are going to increase. That's just going to happen. But that's a ton of money to play around with on an annual basis. That's several players. That's a handful of players. That's a few players. That's maybe one big contract. And look, Lori says no excuse to sign Mason. To not sign Mason. To not sign. No excuse not to sign Mason. Right, excuse right. me. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I agree with that to a certain extent. Again, or anybody, Mason really. Rudolph, or yeah. any, but, but now it's anybody. But now it's anybody. Now it's if the Steelers want to make a move. And the projection, I think, was significantly less than I think it was about five to seven million dollars less than that projected. But this this gives a lot more wiggle room to what every team can do. And again, we're not just going to paint this like only, only the Steelers are affected by this. The whole league is affected by this. Yeah. So, yeah, Barber says it here. How many more players can they bring in with that kind of increase? It depends on how they're going to allot this kind of money. Yep. How do you allot $30 million? Do you go out and get the big swing on the quarterback? Or do you parse that money into free agents? Or do you parse that money into maybe one big free agent and then a couple smaller ones? And then you hope you nail the draft and you make more moves in the draft. Like, it's not just that the salary cap increased. It's the significant amount that it increased by is what the big storyline is here. 
Uh, and Mark Mark says the running backs are really going to get pissed off moving forward. But like I, I, I mean, if you go and look through like all of the uh, other numbers that were announced today, were like the um, restricted free agent uh, numbers and transition players and fifth year options and all that stuff. Running backs are one of the lowest numbers of all the positions. Yep. Um. So yeah, running backs are just going to going to stay mad until, um, <clears throat> either until running backs can start having a longer shelf life. Or um, somebody resets the market for him. Yeah, I mean, no matter who that is, somebody's got to reset the market. Le'Veon Bell tried to do it, and, and I think because of what happened with Le'Veon Bell, I think that might have even set the running back market back. I mean, think think about it this way: like, I don't want to get too much into a, into a tangent here, but imagine if Le'Veon Bell accepted the offer that the Steelers gave him, which I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was it was up there. Like it was, it was a very, very rich contract for a running back that would have helped reset that market and then pave the way for other guys to maybe even get more money. But bell, you know, he's stated that he's regretted this. Like he, he wanted to get paid as a running back and as a receiver because of everything that he was doing and was asking was nobody was going to give him what he wanted, which is exactly what happened. And everybody else knows the story from here on out. So, uh, yeah, and Jeff M says, oh, Lord, the uh, QB rumors are going to go to a whole new level. And actually, that's not even the salary cap. I don't think is even one of the big reasons why. I, I think you put this in our feed earlier, uh, not that long ago. Patrick Peterson on his uh, uh, yep. podcast. Yep. Um, very pro Kirk Cousins. Was teammates with him in Minnesota. Yep. Um, I, I mean, th- you want to talk about how to allocate $30 million. You really want to swing for the fences? You really want to try to put a position yourselves to be to be a Super Bowl contender? You have the flexibility to go get the best quarterback on the market right now. Yeah. And to not just get the best quarterback on the market, to get you a quarterback that maybe with a couple of additional moves makes you a real threat in the AFC. Not just a kind of like, okay, they can make the playoffs and be one and done. No, real threat in the AFC. No. I, I, I'm not saying still... they're going to do that. I'm just saying like it's... There's a lot of different ways to go. I just want to, I feel like I have to say that as a disclaimer every single time. Right. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still on the fence about taking that big swing because I'm still yep. under the belief that the Steelers are not a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. I think there's still plenty of holes that need to be filled on this roster. Yep. I think that there are still, uh, there's still obviously a draft that they have to hit on. Mm-hmm. They haven't done well in the drafts recently, minus maybe 2023. But definitely 2023. <laughs> right. As 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 it is right now. It's the jury's still out because it's only been one year, but but now, but yeah. now what this does, you see a cattail back there? Where is he? There he is. <laughs> but now what this does is it gives them at least an option to go make that big swing for yeah. the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we could branch the debate from there all we want. But that's what this does. By the way, you mentioned running backs and money also today the numbers were set for fifth year options mm-hmm. for the 2021 class, For the 2021 class. And yeah. Najee Harris is eligible for this, for the Steelers, mm-hmm. uh, obviously being a first round pick. Uh, the number to keep Najee Harris is $6.79 million. And the Steelers have until May 2nd to pick that up. That is fully guaranteed. That's a no brainer. I think this is me doing a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. So that's a slam dunk decision. That that that's a, that's a no brainer. Um, 
three 1000 yard seasons uh, to, to start his career. Um, part of, I would say, I don't think it's much of an argument, but I'll say arguably one of the best one, two punches in the league. Um, that's a no brainer in my decision, in my opinion, especially when you consider what the cap will be two years from now, like, so, or not, not the, the, the following season. So yeah. in 2025, um, yeah, uh, that that is the easiest decision to me. Um, not anything. Li- and obviously, they're gonna have to make a decision on Kenny next year. That'll be a, m- a much different story because yeah. quarterbacks are, uh, yeah, they're 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 paid a little bit more. But um, yeah, th- that's that's an easy one. Steel King says I'd respect the show more if you mocked and destroyed the the dumb quarterback talk. We kind of have, <laughs> in a way, we kind of have. Like it, it's entertaining to us to a certain extent. But like more realistically, if we just, as we've said in previous shows, if you just listen to what Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin have said, they want Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett to be the two Steelers quarterbacks that compete for this thing. Like we've hypothesized and kind of made fun of it, but you know, we're not seriously entertained. By the way, Cam Hayward minutes before this show started posted a tweet. He said, and I quote, the couch GMs are out. If they have it their way, I'll retire and we will have 15 different quarterbacks. (laughs) <laughs> Man, you gotta love Steelers fans for the passion. That's a tweet from Cam Hayward. That's awesome. Minutes before the show started. No, Cam Hayward's not going anywhere. Uh, I no. and and I I don't think. As a matter of fact, I can almost completely guarantee that he's not going to take a pay cut. That does not mean that his cap hit will be the twenty-two million dollars that it is now. It just means that there are options that the Steelers and Cam Hayward can use to lower that cap hit. So right. I, I no, uh, no, again, I, I, I'll say it. I'll say it every show, every episode, just because it's, it's educate, educating and it's fine. <clears throat> Cam cannot restructure his contract because he only has one year left. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been here before, I'll, you know, help explain it. If a court, if a, if a player has one year left on the contract, you can't restructure it because when you restructure, you're taking money that is owed this upcoming season and you're, spreading it out as a signing bonus in other remaining years on the contract. The money just doesn't vanish or go away. Um, You have to put it into additional years as a signing bonus. When you only have one year left, there are no other future years to put that money. So the only way really to do this is to either ask Cam to take a pay cut, which disrespectful to a guy who just won Walter Payton man of the year. And to, you know, who's one of the best dealers legends of the 21st century. Um, or you can try to sign him to an extension and have that be part of bringing that 22 million cap hit down. Uh, so he's more affordable this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They did that with Mitch Trubisky last year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you sign him to, he had one year left. you lower his cap hit by signing him to an extension? So there's yeah. no restructuring to happen because he's come, he's going into the last year of his deal. By the way, uh, non-exclusive franchise tag amounts with the salary, with the new salary cap. Yeah. Guess what position is the lowest amount? Running back. Bingo. 11.95 yep. million. Next yep. lowest is tight end, 12.3 million. Uh, I mean, obviously. Imagine that. Like, a tight end is more expensive than a running back. Obviously, besides like kicker and punter, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, who's going to franchise tag a kicker? I mean, well, I mean, if you have Justin Tucker, I mean, you might. Worth worth your, <laughs> worth your while. Um, it goes running back at 11.5, tight end at 12.3. Safety at 17.1 and cornerback at 19.8. Everything else is over the $20 million threshold. 
quarterback at $38.3 million for franchise yeah. tag. Yeah. So, yeah, and, all and, of these contracts are going up. And to hit on the, the quarterback talk uh, again, you know, we, 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 we've said it, you know, multiple times and we'll continue to state it. The Steelers preferred quarterback room in 2024 is Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. The problem is, is that if Mason does not sign here uh, or things don't work out with signing Mason, then the Steelers have to go in a different direction. Right. Uh, they just, they have to, you can't go into 2024 with Kenny Pickett and then nothing, literally nothing or somebody who is who cannot carry the reins if Kenny goes down with another with another injury. With a day two, day three draft pick. Right. Yeah. You have to add quality to that room some way, whether it's a veteran backup that does not push Kenny at all, or whether you do swing for the fences and sign Kirk Cousins. I'm just and everything in between. Not pushing the Kirk Cousins thing is just going to continue to uh, reiterate that. But I'm just saying that if that does not work out then you the Steelers have to go in a different direction. And, you know, who knows? You know, what if, what if, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying that, yes, yeah, so when you look at like the $30 million that, that you know, each team just got in salary cap, in, in, you know, in the salary cap rising or increase, um, you can afford to pay Mason a little bit more to try to make sure, okay, yeah, we definitely have Mason. But it's kind of the Cam Sutton thing all over again. Right. Do you just give in to the demands of the player no matter what? He's saying, I need this amount of years and this number of years, and you're just not willing to go over something. And that would be understandable because as good as Mason looked, it was for only four games. And who says that that is a guarantee that he can do that over the course of an entire season? Mm -hmm. The Steelers might have a number in which they might think that this is enough to secure him. And it's also what we think he's worth for somebody who's not even really going to be guaranteed a number one spot. Someone who's going to have to compete for it. Right. And then Mason might be like, no, I'm not taking anything less than this. And it just doesn't work out. You know, do you, because, you know, imagine the backlash. If they overpay and give Mason this big contract and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason, then everybody's going to look back at Omar Khan and the Steelers and be like, why'd you give him that contract? You know, <laughs> it's just, it, it's something that, it's something that every GM and every organization has to weigh whenever they are signing a player to a contract. You don't just pass out contracts left and right and just, oh, we'll deal with the repercussions later if it ends up not working out. By the you way, know. For the Justin Fields crew out there <laughs> that want Justin Fields, okay, this is very important. The fifth-year options also apply to Justin Fields. Same draft class, of course, as Najee Harris. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields' number to retain him for a fifth season is $25,664,000, so $25.7 million. So put it this way, okay? If the Steelers are going to trade for Justin Fields, they're going to have to, number one, do it by May 2nd, or else that decision on committing that money is going to be made for them. Number two, the Vikings are going to have to trade him or decide, or not the Vikings, excuse me, the, uh, the Bears, are going to have to decide what they want to do with Justin Fields by that point, or else they're going to have to keep that option, or they're going to pick that option up and try to force it on another team, because that's fully guaranteed money. So that's an important figure to keep in mind, and if you're the Steelers, and if there's word out there that Mike Tomlin's a fan of Justin Fields or Justin Fields is on the radar, that's the number 
if they decide to keep it by May 2nd, that they will have to pay Justin Fields in 2000 and what is it? 25, $25.7 million. So you have to determine, no Turk. So you have to decide go, before going into year four for these players. Turk asks, isn't that next season on the fifth year option? No. So players that are entering year four, First round picks. First yeah. round picks that are entering year four. Teams have to decide whether they're going to pick up the fifth year option for the following year. Yeah. And they have to, they have to decide now. They yes. have to decide now. So yes. Najee Harris is in that in that boat. He's about to go into year four. <clears throat> the Steelers have to decide this offseason whether to pick up that option or not. Right. And again, like, okay, I'm seeing a couple comments here. Barbara says not worth it at all. Teresa says hard pass. Bayad says nobody wants Justin Fields. If the Steelers make that move, that's the price. And they have to determine by May 2nd. Basically, let's put it this way. If the Bears choose to exercise that 50-year option on Justin Fields and then try to dump him off, then the teams will know that that's the money they're going to have to pay Fields in 2025. Yeah. However, if the deal is made before May 2nd, then the Steelers or whatever team that is will get to make that choice. But that's the number. That's the price for Justin Fields in 2025, regardless of what team he is on. Yeah, and that option is picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I continue to really, really doubt whether the Justin Fields trade ends up happening. Um, we'll, we'll know. I won't say we'll know more, but we'll get a maybe a bit of a, a better feel for it next week. Throughout next week, whenever you know the combine's going on and. Um, <clears throat> there will be gossip and rumors that come out from there uh, because mm-hmm. all executives and GMs and coaches are all going to be there. That's what happens, um, right? And so uh, I would expect there to be a little bit more noise, but it might not be Steelers noise and shoot. Omar might meet with the, might meet with the, uh, with the media on Monday evening. And then we're at the podium on Tuesday morning and completely shoot down anything like emphatically say, now I don't think they're really permitted to talk about specific players um, that aren't on their team. Uh, But he might just be like, we are not trading for any other impact quarterback that will take Kenny Pickett's job away. I'm not saying he's going to say that. I'm just saying if he says that, unless he's just Flat out lying in an effort to put up this gigantic smoke screen, which yep. I, I I highly doubt is actually happening. Um, uh, you know, and again, we're not saying we're not feeding the BS. We're trying to let you know that I I don't think that this is going to happen. Right. Uh, I, I just I don't. Um, but that's the price. That's, and, and I'm just stating of, it that that's the price. Part of me, part of me is just hoping Omar does does do that. That he meets with you guys on Monday and he's just like. We're not trading for anybody that's going to take Kenny Pickett's job. He might do that. I, I mean, he might. He might not. He might not. I'm sure it's going to come up. Uh, I, I would be shocked if it didn't. Uh, in, in whenever you know, I, I just um, yep. he's going to get fielded every single pun. He's going to get fielded every single question there is about the shape of the roster. How you know the the strategy going into free agency, the strategy going into the draft, what positions they want to address, you know, how they feel about certain positions on the roster right now and everything in between, he's going to address every little thing. And so that's why I'm saying, we'll, we will get a clearer picture once Omar actually talks, which is just here in a couple of days. So that might settle everything. And and that might settle down the quarterback talk. Now 
he says, we're not going to trade for anybody. If he does say that, that doesn't mean they won't sign anybody. And so then that will open things up for if Russell Wilson is officially released, does that open things up for him? Kirk Cousins again, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Good question from Turk. So what will Kenny's fifth year option be? Let's, let's lay this out real quick. So these fifth year options are determined by tiers in a way. So if a player makes multiple Pro Bowls, if they make one Pro Bowl or based off a of service time, and then with the service time, playing time rather, it, it kind of gets parsed from there. So let's put it this way, okay? With the fifth year quarterbacks, el- or with the quarterbacks eligible for that fifth year option, this go around, right? So that's the 2020 draft class or 2021 draft class. Trevor Lawrence is currently valued at 25664. So is Justin Fields. So is Mac Jones. Those three players carry the same value based on that tier system. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, guys that really didn't play much for their respective teams, if at all, are valued at 22.4 million for that fifth year option. So the Jets, the Cowboys, those those are the prices for those two guys, for those two teams to retain those two guys. Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback, I believe, taken in the first round in 22. Does that sound correct? I think so. Okay. So so consider the tier system, consider the salary cap likely going up, consider the accolades, so to speak, that Pickett has already gathered. I mean, if you can anticipate the salary cap going up again next year and base that Kenny Pickett has probably the playtime exemption, not the basic exemption, he's going to be valued at more than that $25.7 million. So that fifth year for Kenny Pickett in 2026 – I mean, this is crazy to say, to say, I think. The value for Kenny Pickett, based on that option, is going to be north of $26 million. So why, so why do you think, now, I, I then posed that question, why do you think the Steelers want to get a true, bona fide answer, clear-cut answer on Kenny Pickett this year? <laughs> Easy answer, because they have to decide within one calendar year whether they're going to dedicate somewhere in the ballpark of 26 to $30 million for one more year of Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So, so, and so here's the thing, and this is why to me, a Kirk Cousins signing doesn't make sense. At least in terms of the Kenny Pickett, the commitment to Kenny Pickett. If you sign Kirk Cousins, even if he takes, you know, if, if his market doesn't materialize and he is willing to take a one year prove it deal because he's coming off of a major injury. Right. Let's just say he takes a one year, $30 million deal for whatever reason, you know, instead of signing a multi-year deal and you sign him for that one year to kind of be a bridge or to kind of like help mentor Kenny. The thing is, is that after the third year, after Kenny's third year, you still have to decide if you're going to pick up the fifth year option. And so he's not going to play enough in year three because Kirk Cousins will obviously be the starter. So Kenny's not going to play enough in year three in order for you to really be able to make that decision you couldn't make that decision because you're not going to just, Oh yeah, we'll pay him $26 million or whatever the number is going to be just banking off the fact that he's just going to play well in year four. Um, So then the logical thing at that point would be, you're not going to pick up the fifth year option. Then you only got Kenny for one more year. That doesn't make sense. So if if something like that were to happen and and Brad, Brad Richards is, is brings up the point here. Isn't it about winning? It should be about winning because the Steelers are about winning every single year. Yeah. And so you have to think about, okay, well, is winning a thing just in 2024 or is the thing you have to worry about in 24 and future years? 
If you th- if the Steelers think that Kenny Pickett can turn into a franchise quarterback, signing Kirk Cousins doesn't make any sense. If you're trying to win in 2024 in a vacuum, sign Kirk Cousins. Yep. It's that simple. Yep. But the thing is, is that there are other consequences to signing a, a quarterback of that caliber because it kind of ends the Kenny Pickett era. It's long-term consequences. The word yes, there are long-term, long-term consequences. Long-term yeah, and, consequences. So if you do sign, let's just, okay, let's continue to play the hypothetical game. Let's say they do swing for the fences and sign Kirk Cousins to like a two-year deal. At that point, you are closing the book on Kenny Pickett and you're hoping that Kirk Cousins can sustain you until you draft another quarterback, whether it be this year or next year or whenever, and then Kirk Cousins can help groom that quarterback as he continues to age and then have that be your next guy. I mean, here's here's the other sad reality of that situation, too. If you go get a Kirk Cousins or a Justin Fields or some other quarterback and pay him that kind of money right now, you're not going to have the money to spend on other positions that need upgraded as well. That's just the reality of that situation. That's why the business move, we're talking about the business move. I understand winning. I understand trying to compete. I understand the Steelers haven't won Jack as far as postseason's concerned in a long time. But there's a right way to do all of this. That's what they're trying to balance. There's a right way to do all of this. I, I don't I don't have a I don't have a bug inside of the brain of Omar Khan or inside of the brain of Art Rooney, but I bet right now as we sit here, there might be a little remorse for not having a better contingency plan for Ben Roethlisberger Ben Roethlisberger's exit. I mean, you have to think that they've thought of that. And now you're in this situation with Kenny Pickett where you're going into year four with the guy. You're going into year three with the guy, pardon me, and you still don't know if that's your guy. And by the way, one year from now, pretty much, the Steelers will have to make a decision whether to commit in the ballpark of projecting that salary cap goes back up anywhere from twenty-seven to thirty million dollars to the guy. Sorry, that's I just why that was crooked. Those bother me. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's why if they go get a Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields, you're you're squashing that already. Yeah, that, that is ending. That is ending mm-hmm. now. Signing Mason Rudolph, who's not going to be as much about that. He's not going to be costing. He's not going to be costing that much money, at, at least as far as Cousins or Fields or any comparable salary to that. But like, if, if Mason Rudolph signs here and it's going to be cheaper than that projected amount for Fields, all right, that gives them a little more flexibility and that gives them the true competition that they want. That's why it makes sense to pursue the free agent in that spectrum with Mason Rudolph or Mm -hmm. go get the veteran guy to give Kenny Pickett an actual chance at competition and development, Mm -hmm. or you look to the draft. That's why it makes the most sense to do that because all of that money that is going to have to be on the line for Kenny Pickett in one year from now, they're going to have to make a decision on that. And and I'm sorry, I agree with you. Getting a stopgap veteran bridge quarterback is not the answer. That gives the Steelers no long-term solution for the position. Uh, it, gives, it gives them a guy for two years, maybe three, maybe four, to win with. It gives Kenny. It, it's going to get Kenny Pickett out of the building, and then they're going to have to use another first-round pick on a quarterback in a couple of years. Well, I'm not saying that that's what I would do. Uh, I'm just saying that that in ter- if in terms of getting a bridge quarterback now, you are. I'm just saying that the consequence of that is it, it, that's the end of the Kenny Pickett era. Like, like, oh, sure, like sure. That, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying because I, I know personally what I would do, but that's just me as playing couch GM, as, as Cam Hayward likes to put it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not going to ever be an NFL GM because <laughs> I'm, I, 
I would, I would lose my job very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I have my opinion based off of what I think puts the Steelers in the best chance to win down the road, uh, not just in 2024, but also in future seasons. And it's, it doesn't align with what the Steelers are doing. Um, but I also understand why they're doing what they're doing, why they're sticking with Kenny Pickett, why they're wanting to give him a chance to prove himself in year three. Now, again, if you go into training camp this year and Kenny can't even win the competition, let's just like, like let's just say they get everything that they want and they sign Mason Rudolph and Kenny can't even win the competition out of training camp. Like, you have your answer before even week one even kicks off like that. That's, that's just at that point. That's why to me, I'm not even a hundred percent confident that he can win a, a win a, a training camp competition. I, I, who knows? And I, I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong about that. And, and, and for the Steelers sake, I hope that, 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 that that's actually what happens, but here's the sad reality of it. Okay. Let's say going into training camp, it's Kenny Pickett versus Mason Rudolph, and Pickett loses that fight, okay? That puts the writing on the wall. That's that's Jeff Hardy, no more words for Kenny Pickett, right? You like that reference? <laughs> Do you see the writing uh, on the wall? I, I, I was not a fan of that. I like no more words. But anyway, so that's that's writing on the wall for Kenny Pickett, right? All right, move on to Mason Rudolph then, right? And I'm assuming, I'm assuming that if Mason Rudolph does resign, then a quarterback's going to be taken day three of the draft. I think that's the most logical situation or late day two. Yeah. So the depth chart going into training camp, hypothetically speaking, is Rudolph Pickett and rookie. So if Rudolph beats Pickett in training camp for the starting job, that's out for Kenny. Then you have to focus everything. You have to put all the eggs into the Mason Rudolph basket from that point. From that point, everything that the Steelers do, is going to be half is going to have to be about Mason Rudolph and finding the pieces to fit around Mason Rudolph. He's still what twenty eight years old, so he's got some years left on him. Mm-hmm. He's got some time left on him. If if Mason Rudolph sincerely beats Kenny Pickett, well, Richard, that's why they're trying to sign Mason. They're not signing him yet. Mason Rudolph could leave. It's, Mason, uh, until Mason his Rudolph name until his name's on the dotted line, you can't just assume that Mason Rudolph's going to be here. Yeah. Even so, though, even though I think of all the likely, likely of all the scenarios, I think that is the most likely scenario is that Mason Rudolph resigns, but that does not that. mean that it's going to happen. I agree with that. I agree with that. But Richards, that's where they're trying to resign Mason. Mm-hmm. If if Mason Rudolph resigns and then beats Kenny Pickett out in training camp for the starting job, then they're going to have to put all the eggs in the Mason Rudolph basket for the next three, four, five years. And that gives them a firm long-term and short-term plan at the position. Going to get Fields or Cousins or any of these other guys, Wilson, that's only short-term issue. That is only going to address the short-term. Unless Fields, under Arthur Smith, becomes a Pro Bowl, All-Pro quarterback. Like, that's the only route I see going outside of Mason Rudolph or Ryan Tannehill or Kenny Pickett that I think the Steelers have a long-term solution in front of them in this offseason at quarterback. Is mm-hmm. if is if Justin Fields can develop and it gives them the best chance to develop into something long term because it's not there with Cousins, it's not there with Wilson. They're too old. No, and 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 when when you talk about the Wilson and Cousins options, yeah, 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 you're talking about a guy who can who can be a bridge for two, maybe three years, and in that time you draft a quarterback 
that you intend to be your quarterback of the future. Uh, probably more next year. Now I haven't looked at next year's quarterback class yet, um, but um, you 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 draft a guy who can hopefully learn under that guy, under Russell Wilson or under a Kirk Cousins, like one of those t- type of guys. Um, Jeff says it. Leverage. Yeah. Leverage, 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 yeah. leverage. Mason has the leverage in this yeah. situation. Absolutely. Which, which is why it's not a, not a guarantee that he comes back um, because – like I said, the Steelers might have their price that they're that they're willing to pay, and it might even be a little bit more than what Mason's actually worth. But it, it again, it does not mean that he's resigning. Um, it, it just it doesn't mean that. And then so I, I, you can never you can never just automatically assume something's going to happen. So um, we we do got to kind of wrap wrap things up here. But I did see somebody ask. Um, Ask uh, who would I grab? Who, who would you grab? Uh, and and I, I would assume that just the, talking about the quarterback situation. What I would do, I I personally, this is my own personal opinion. I do not think Kenny is the, is the guy. Um, I just I just I haven't seen enough in year two, or in two years. Um, I would, if it's possible, sign Cousins to be a two or three year bridge, because that, in my opinion, gives you the best chance to win yes it costs a lot of money um but it gives you the best chance to win in a in a conference that is loaded at the quarterback position um have to have some some firepower when you're when you're going up against the likes of patrick mahomes josh allen and joe burrow and and uh justin herbert and i i mean i can keep going with all these quarterbacks um that's what i would do and then try to draft a quarterback to learn under cousins um Hearing Patrick Peterson talk up Kirk Cousins today kind of was like, you know, that that wouldn't make a lot of sense. It wouldn't make sense. If if Kenny were going into year two, I, that's, I, I would just try to sign Cousins and have Kenny be the guy to learn under him. But it's getting a little bit too late into the Kenny Pickett thing. So that's what I would do personally. That does not mean I think that's what the Steelers are going to do. Um, but I also wouldn't just flat out give Kirk Cousins whatever he wants. I would have a certain amount that I'd be willing to offer. And if he doesn't take it, then move on to the next thing. Well, see, I, here's where I disagree with you. If, if Kenny was going into year four and not year two, then I'd be more inclined to do the Cousins deal or a deal for Cousins. If he well, was year two, I would still say you got to look and see what this guy has. Like, I, I think so, that's too early to pull the plug on a quarterback. Yeah, so whenever I say that, I'm not trying to pull the plug on Kenny. I'm saying, like, if it were going into year two and I still think Kenny's the guy, what I'm the way that that would work then, I should have clarified it then, the way that would work then is if – like you were to sign Kirk to like a one-year deal, right? So you signed him to a one-year deal, like a, like a like a prove it deal because he's coming off of a he's coming off of a major injury. His market doesn't doesn't develop or whatever, and you sign him to a one-year deal that gives one year of for Kenny to learn under a guy who's who's done a lot in this league, way over overlooked and way underrated in his career. Um, but um, uh, and then you still have two more years of Kenny. Without where he's still very, very affordable, you know, to, to possibly learn. So, um, but I also, like, again, I completely understand the Steelers for, for doing what they're doing, uh, for, for committing to Kenny, to giving him a shot because, you know, you, you don't just willy nilly discard 
you know, a first round quarterback just like that. You know, mm-hmm. I just haven't seen enough in the first two years where I'm like, you know what? I think he can figure it out. I think I've seen enough in which I'm like, even if he does take a significantly leap forward in year three, to me, it's not enough for me to be like, okay, I think he can, I, I'm confident that he can go into any game against a Mahomes or an Allen or anybody else in the AFC and be like, I think that guy can win me a football game. Yep. Uh, Austin says, just hopping in your take on the huge salary cap jump. Well, we're at the end of the show, so sorry to, that you missed it, but a good time for me to remind you all. You can find us on playback here on YouTube on DK Pittsburgh Sports 24-7, 365 on video form. We're available in podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on demand uh, for your viewing pleasure, for your listening pleasure. Uh, we will be back Monday, at least Chris will. My status is still like, what's up, up in travel? The I'm up in the air at least. Mm. You might be up in the air as well, uh, but I'm definitely up in the air uh, because I'll be traveling to Indianapolis and I will be getting ready for an Omar Khan press conference within the within a couple hours of that. So depends on my travel, depends on my situation and situated kind of status over there. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, have a great weekend, everybody. DK Ramon coming up for you in about 20 minutes. He's Chris. I'm Corey. Have a good weekend. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you.